Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaos. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again for another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. My name is Michael Diamond. I will serve as your keeper this evening. Uh, we rejoin our story, our Masks of Narlathotep campaign, in England, where uh, our investigators are about to find themselves in a thicket, or perhaps a bush or a tree. Uh, more on that in a minute. Uh, introductions first to my right. Uh, Lonnie, I'll be playing Lawrence Edward Oliver Forsyth and... Yeah. Hello again. Hello again, indeed, to his right. This is Morgan. I play Lillian Lane, and yes, we are still in Europe. You are, in fact, truly still in Europe. Uh, at the end of the table. This is Jake. I'll be playing Jack Doyle, and I'm trying to stay alive both in and out of game tonight. Yes, uh, Jake is currently a, a member of the Walking Wounded, but uh, he is soldiering on, much like... Uh, his investigator did in World War One. Uh, to Jake's right. Uh, this is James. I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tartenbach, and I'm going to scoot just a little away from Jake. <laughs> to the to the doctor's right. This is Tiffany. I play Maeve O'Shea, and so werewolves, maybe. That seems like conjecture. Do you have any evidence? Not yet, but we will oh. get some. Oh, I believe it. Uh, And then last, but most certainly not least. Uh, This is Alex. I'll be playing Simon Granger. And uh, as we've come to learn, he enjoys bird watching and cartography. (laughs) Indeed. Okay. We will lift the curtain tonight on uh, a village, a fair village in Derby, as we have been corrected. What we have is uh, Simone in in a hedge or up in a tree using um, scoping out. Uh, the castle Plum, or Plum Castle, as it is also known. And uh, yeah, so we'll start there. The scene is at night, so there's very little in the way of light other than perhaps a, a few lit lanterns that are near the castle itself, and then the lights outside the Laughing Horse Inn. After doing some analysis of the area, you begin to make your approach. Yes. How are you approaching? So I don't really, uh, if I'm kind of like painting a picture of what it might look like in my head, you said it's up on a hill. 
right? Mm-hmm. And there's like a road that goes up toward the main gate, and that's kind of the only way up. What I would probably do is move through the woods next to the road just to remain out of view until I get as close as I have to. Is the is the perimeter of like fenced in? Like is there a hard gate? As we'd mentioned before, Plum Castle is up on a ridge of sorts. It's it's up on a hill. It's about two hundred feet or so above the village itself. It's a winding road that leads directly from the village to the castle's entrance. It's basically the single method of getting up there uh, relatively easily. There is a second longer road that leads from the village and passes near the castle. So it's just a a short walk from there to um, the walls uh, and towers of the ancient fortress itself. So there's another road that goes around like behind the grounds? It, It goes along basically part of the castle length itself. You could walk that way, but basically once you get there, it would be a sheer climb up those rocks to get to the castle grounds. I'm not that brave. Not today. Then yeah, I would enter the grounds from the front and just try to remain in cover because really I'm not I'm not trying to necessarily like get inside a building, but I want to get a better understanding of the castle itself mm. and what kind of windows does it have? Or how many entrances are there? I'm assuming there's plenty because it's a castle. But I kind of want to understand the, the purposes of those areas. Like if there's a... Um, if it's all kind of pop and circumstance, you know, foyer, lots of rooms that are opulent or whatever, or whether there are like service entrances or a kitchen or I guess a, a, where they hide their, where they hide, where they store their food. A building this large is going to have, you know, it's got to have service. I mean, I've been watching people come and go all day. Yeah, uh, there haven't been a ton of people, but there have been a few. So uh, if you make your way up that long and and, uh, winding path that goes directly to the castle, uh, in the cover of darkness, it is fairly easy for you to approach the castle without um, any challenges directly to your, um, your hidden nature. I'll just put it that way. Okay. Um, there are hedges, there are um, trees, short trees that you could use as a, um, a bit of cover from any direct uh, light. There is, it seems, once you get closer to the top of the hill, you can kind of sp- sp- see it from about three quarters of the way up. There is a, uh, what looked like a pathway of sorts that goes around the side of the castle. Interesting. Um, and it, does it put me close enough to be able to see the castle without putting me like in next to it uh actually it's the latter rather than the former so this pathway that goes around the castle is relatively speaking directly butting up against the castle itself Uh, this is very much a very old english style castle in the sense that there isn't a lot of foreground area for people to walk around and that's part of the reason why it's it's a safe place because there's no there's no spot for you to pitch a standing army. I see. So it's like built at the peak. Yeah, pretty much. So it looks like cliff on either side. Yeah, there was a 200 foot hill and they Mm. chopped off the top of it and they laid the castle with, and you don't, you haven't been around the back yet, so you don't know if there's anything behind it. But yeah, for the most part, I think, I think that's where I'll start trying to make my way to. So if I need to skirt like the outer perimeter, I will. I won't pay too much attention to the walls or windows other than to make sure that I'm, you know, 
nobody's just like seeing me walk through the the grass or whatever here. Um, but I would like to get a view around the back of the building. Yeah, that'll require a uh, stealth roll for sure. Sure. Okay. 40 under 75. Okay. You make your way to the right. It is the least obstructive path around here. The The left, you could go left, but the issue is, is that the road comes in on the right-hand side of the front of the castle, and to go left is essentially to, to cross the face of the entire front of the castle where most of the, the direct windows appear to be. Okay. Going right, you skirt around and you see a couple of windows, although they're fairly high up. You want to say that these windows are probably set about eight feet off the ground. Those are really tall ceilings in this place. And also the the windows here are fairly thin. So they're not even what you would consider traditional traditional windows. They feel more like a tactical purpose. They're not arrow slits by any means, but they were definitely purpose built. Okay. Does it look like there are windows that open or does it look like there are windows that are kind of more like a, like in a church where they're just kind of, you know, there? Yeah, are they just part yeah. of the wall? These are, these are probably those. They're more decorative okay. uh, than they are uh, purpose built. Yeah, it's fine. That's why they have doors. Right. Um, yeah, I'll stay low and make my way around. You do that. Uh, it probably goes for a good 30 yards or so as you circumvent the front half, the front half right. Um, you can tell just by moving along that pathway, there is maybe two yards of, of width to the path. And then beyond that, it is stones and the 200-foot drop. Making your way down that side of the castle... You see to about four or so uh, windows, mm-hmm. very similar to the ones that you passed uh, that were in the front. And then as you get around towards the back, you can see the back corner after a bit uh, because there does seem to be a lantern that sits on a pole near the back. Okay. Is this um, is the, the place, is it wider than it is long then? Definitely. Okay. Definitely. So... Nearing the back of the castle itself, uh, you can see something beautiful reveals itself. So back beyond the castle itself, there does seem to be a, a flattening out of uh, the grounds. And there also does seem, uh, just through the moonlight that you get a good vantage of, uh, an elegant garden that they have. Okay. And this is also built into the top of the mountain, or is it... Yeah, it's, okay. well, it's not a mountain. It's 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 a, it's an aggressive hill. Aggressive, okay, um, the hill. Yeah. So, it it is it's built in. There's a, a French flair to these gardens that you were not expecting, and then it does seem at there as you look left down the um, back part of the castle, there are French doors on the back half. Oh, of the castle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I will note them those are nearest to you right now you do see another entrance uh, more to the middle smaller door and your first bet is it's likely a kitchen okay kitchen entrance in the back gardens in the back I don't want to I'm not going to spend too much time in the gardens but does it look like the gardens are kind of nested up here like there's no there's no other way to get to the gardens other than 
either that treacherous path that I took or what, like through the through these doors? Like what, Pretty much, what yeah. other Okay. Pretty much. You can also see that there's a just through the moonlight. Again, a lot of this visible light that you're getting is from the full moon. Mm-hmm. So uh, off uh, beyond the gardens, more towards um, the diametric corner that you entered in on, you can see that there are um, stone structures over in the far back corner. Oh, okay. Like built back further back? Uh-huh. Like an outbuilding of some set, of some type. It's on the grounds, though. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll get low, and I, I guess I'll creep through the garden. Okay. Right, that's... Sounds, that would, that's yeah. their most obvious path would be to go through the garden. Okay. I mean, it's either that or, or skirt the entire edge. Well, is anybody, is anybody walking around out here? At this late at night, you do not see another person. Okay. Um, then, yeah, I will go investigate these structures. You're moving along through the gardens. Why don't you give me a listen roll? Sure. Uh, hard success, 19 over 60. You hear movement in the garden close to you. It doesn't sound large. It sounds more like a, a, sc- a scraping at first through the hedge. Uh, something moves from one hedge to another. My heart stops. My breathing stops. Is it like an animal? You're not quite sure. It, it rustled uh, some of the hedges and leaves, though. Um, did it sound large? It sounded probably like a dog, as far as size goes. Or a small to medium-sized dog. Hear a few more, um, a few more scrapes. You see that also. There's a there's quite a bit of there's, there's several stone paths in, that separate parts of the garden. Okay. Uh, well, if it's if it's relatively ornate, I don't. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not assuming there's like a hedge maze, but if there are some lines of hedges that I can try to put between myself and whatever it is I'm hearing, I will take the time to very slowly reach into my bag and pull out some of the uh, leftovers that I've been saving, and I will leave them on the ground as I move away from them, Mm -hmm. trying to put something between myself and whatever I'm hearing. In the distance, there is a low and almost guttural bay. It starts at the lower register and sweeps its way up long and slow. And it isn't really the first one that pricks the back of your neck with terror. It's the second and third that join it. I think I'm hearing more than one of these things. You are. Are are they close? It's hard to say. Do they sound closer than they did when I was in the town? Yes. It's reassuring. I'd probably pause for, I don't know, a good eight, nine, ten seconds. It probably feels like an eternity. It definitely does in the back of your throat a little bit. And it also feels like that in the center of your chest 
because it is difficult to keep your heart from hammering away at what your ears are telling it. I will uh, continue moving very slowly and make myself as small as possible. All right, why don't you give me another stealth roll? I really don't want to. I know, but I want you to. Oh, shoot. Um, how much luck can I blow? It's a skill. Go? You, you can blow as much luck as you'd like. I will just say that, um, yeah, I mean, there's only so much luck to go around. There really is. So that's a that's an 83 over a 75, so you'd have to spend at least 8 luck to make that a, a standard success. I, ooh, I'm glad I wasn't rolling you don't, that. You don't roll luck, you just spend it. Yeah, yeah, I, was, I hit the wrong button. Sorry, my hands are shaking. I understand. <laughs> I'm going to hit this edit button, and I'm going to change my luck to, to a much lower number. <laughs> yeah, I spent 8. Okay, you spent 8. So you realize that moving back the way you came is problematic because it will force you to put your back potentially to whatever's in front of you. And so you you begin to move parallel. There are some hedges on the outside of the French gardens here that give you a lot more cover. And you move in to these hedges. Does that move me toward the structures or away from them? It, it moves you parallel to them. Okay. It's closer technically because you're moving closer to the back, but you're not getting any direct line to them. Mm-hmm. And now I'd like you to make me a spot hidden roll. So you want to blow on these dice for me? Well. 41 out of 50. Okay. That's a success. Uh, In the moonlight, uh, attached to this stone edifice, which you begin to slowly come to the realization must be some sort of mausoleum. Of course it is. You see three forms. And these forms are hunkered down near the entrance and around the front. And they appear to be hunched over dark shapes. They're uh, humanoid-ish. They seem a bit strange in their visages. They have massive upper bodies. And you see their arms and biceps are corded thick strands of muscle. Their front thighs that they seem to bob up and down on uh, are wide and muscled as well. The one in the middle stops and turns its head, its rather grisly head up towards the moon, and you hear it call out a long and throated bay. And it carries over on the wind. It invades the hedges and then invades your mind. And that's when you roll sanity. Oh my goodness! That's a 96 out of 73. I did get dice for my birthday. Hmm. So you're going to lose points of sanity. Okay, done. Your mind reels with the possibilities of what this thing could be. The other two join in, and you can see their uh, filthy 
clawed hands scrape at the ground and scrape at this mausoleum's beautiful white stone. And almost as if they're furious with the structure. They beat their their limbs against it with a unflinching force. And a turn towards the house and give another deep-throated howl and then move into the darkness out of your sight. I mean, I, I probably just kind of stay there in stunned silence. Uh, I was going to be in stunned silence, but I realized that I should probably say something. <laughs> so here we are. What does losing three sanity feel like? You hear uh, Elias's voice in your head. You hear him when you were much younger talking about the cases of your now fellow investigators while they were recovering in Los Angeles, trying to tell you that there were things that they could not explain that happened in Peru, things that for him pushed any any belief in a normal manner of what happens on God's earth aside and that these creatures, these things do exist. And he gave you this fervent speech, which you absorbed at the time and it only now bubbles up years later in your mind. He also sincerely prayed that you would never encounter anything like it. It would be kind of impossible to be on his trail and, and not, I think. I mean, and that's something that may warn me of, too. Okay. You look down and you find your hand, your right hand is shaking. You have a weapon now in hand. Um, you don't remember removing it and preparing it, but it's there. Take a deep breath, holster it. Um, you said they moved off? It seems that way, yeah. You don't see them, and nor do you hear them anymore. Okay. Well, at this point, I don't know... Like, there's a part of me that really just wants to tuck tail and get the hell out of here. But based on what I saw, I don't know if I can. So I'm going to approach the mausoleum and try to, I guess, get an understanding as to why it would be so important to these things. Approaching the mausoleum is a feat of willpower in and of itself. The stout wooden door is something that you've seen really only here in in England. You know, there are a pair of beautiful weeping angels atop the mausoleum, covered mostly in ivy, but their gaze does not seem to relent as you approach. You can see the ground around the front of the mausoleum torn and clawed at. Does I mean, does it look like this... Does it look like this happens a lot? No, these seem, this seems very fresh. Or is this just tonight? Um, you don't see any previous markings from it. Okay. I guess I will uh, plug one ear and l- listen at the door. Is there something in here? You listen at the door. Um, you could make a listen roll if you'd like. I, sure. Nope, that's an 87 out of 60. Yeah, you don't hear anything. I hear the pounding of my heart. Besides that. Yeah. You realize also, too, that your your hands are far more sweaty than you'd remember them being. Yeah. Um, 
I will uh, attempt to absentmindedly kind of wipe them on my pants. Does the house at all seem disturbed or responding to these noises at all? No, and that could perhaps be the strangest thing about this. The castle has not uh, changed its stance. It is still quiet and mostly dark. Wow. Okay. That's also unsettling. Uh, does it look like the... I mean, if they were clawing at it, I'm guessing this door is like latched or closed or locked or something, right? You'd have to test the door, but... Oh, fine. Good. I will I will give it a, a slight nudge. Yes, it's completely unlocked. What? Were they clawing at the door or the ground? It seems they were clawing at the ground. Oh, man. Can I call an audible while I get my, my brain together? An audible? Sure. Yeah, like a scene change. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, I'm happy to go back. I'm a little tense. Uh, <laughs> so the rest of you are um, preparing for an evening of sleep. And as you're preparing, now that could be Maeve reading a book to kind of get herself into the rhythm to prepare to sleep. Jack might be having a drink with the doctor at the bar to to ease him into uh you know, the, the, the land of dreams, maybe not all the way like you've been before, but, but maybe somewhat, but I'd like to offer all of you who are back at the laughing horse in a listen roll. Uh, Lillian got a success with 39 over 70. I got a hard success. Nice. 92 over 68. Not even close. That's, that's a hard success. Nine under 30. Okay. So Jack, tell me where you are. Probably in the common room of the inn. Okay, fair enough. And then Lawrence, tell me where you are. Uh, I am probably in my room. Okay. So Jack, I'll start with you. Um, while you're, uh, you know, probably having a, a beer or whatnot at the bar with uh, the the rest of your compatriots or those who are choosing to stay up, you very clearly hear over the um, hum of the bar, the din they're in, uh, the guys playing darts, um, some of the other conversation. You hear what you think is a howl. And then you hear it again and again. It's very distinct. Um, but just looking around, it doesn't seem like anyone else has reacted. And then, Lawrence, while you're upstairs uh, trying to appropriate yourself some rest and recuperation, you very clearly hear what sounds like howling. It's it's a bit far off, but the second and third time that it happens means makes it unmistakable. Well, the doctor's not here, and Simon's not here. But I think the ladies are in their room, so I will go knock on their door very quickly. No, I think I'm in my room. I thought you were having a drink with Jack. Was I? Were we still having a drink with Jack? It's totally up to you. It is your character. Mm. You can be in your room if you want. I didn't hear a thing, so I think I'm in my room, uh, bedding down for the evening, put on a record of German opera or something. Then, then in that case, I will stop you and say, did you hear that? <laughs> what? What is that? Doctor, I you did. didn't hear it? 
I didn't hear anything. What there did you think? There was a howl you... outside. Well, I did not hear that, but if that's what you think you heard, I would put on my clothes back on and go ahead and soldier out. It would not do to go out in my evening wear. One moment. All right. Jack, what's your reaction? Well, obviously nobody around here is paying any attention. Right? I mean, it doesn't appear to be that. Yeah, and nobody else is down here with me. Nope, they've left you to drink alone. Just like a hard-boiled detective. That's right. And I do know that uh, Simone was supposed to still be out there somewhere, so I am not going to leave him out there, wherever he may be. That's nice of you. Yeah, well, so I am going to leave quickly. Okay. And um, I don't know where it came from. I know Simone was going to go check out the castle. So I will slowly make my way that way. You know, walk. I'm not going to run or anything. I'll walk that way. <laughs> sure. You begin moving towards the castle. Lawrence, you grab a few things maybe, or, or are you heading directly downstairs? I think I will um, pocket my pistol. Okay. I think that's a good idea. Because it's likely unmistakable at this point, ladies, you can hear that there is some sort of fracas going on upstairs among the uh, the rooms at the end. There are, there are multiple people moving around. Same. <laughs> like, uh, knock on their door, like, what's going on? You go out and you see um, the doctor kind of shrugging, shrugging his way into his coat. He seems to be being, he seems to be preparing to move. Doctor, what's going on? Lawrence apparently hears something, uh, some sort of howling or something. So I'm oh. going to accompany him. You're welcome to come with. I'm already still dressed in in my my lady pants. I don't with think it's pockets. a good idea. With pockets. <laughs> what? I don't Wait think a minute it's here. A good idea for you to go with us. I'm already holding my axe. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Jesus you came to our great. door with an axe. <laughs> I really don't think it's a good idea for you. I really don't think it's a good idea for you to go with us. She has All right, a rusty well, I'm axe. Oh, it's not rusty. <laughs> All right, I'm going to drink at the bar then. With an axe. With the axe. <laughs> with, the axe. <laughs> with the axe. Okay, Lizzie Borden. <laughs> okay, so you're going to chase down this howl when we've already determined that we don't have any silver? Simon's out there. Okay. Take your arsenal. Doctor shrugs helplessly and follows Lawrence. I will turn and go back to my reading. Miss Lane, you are uh, going downstairs to the bar. Yes, I am. Uh, I'm already. I'm dressed. I'm going to go down to the bar and have a drink. You head downstairs. Uh, the two gentlemen head down shortly thereafter. And are you, uh, Doctor and uh, Lawrence, are you moving outside? Or are you going just downstairs? I'm going downstairs and out. If oh, anybody no. wants to say anything, well, I've been told that there's no worries to be wandering the countryside. I'm going for an evening constitutional. I will pause uh, briefly at Miss Lane. Uh, Miss Lane, I, I do not have a problem with you accompanying us if you would like to go with. More the merrier. Uh, I'll stick here in case, you know, we hear anything else come up. Very well, Fraulein. So the two of you head outside 
Sigmund Lawrence, where are you headed to? I'm going to consult with the doctor real fast. Doctor, uh, Simon was headed to the castle, wasn't he? I do believe he was, yeah. Maybe we should wander up the road towards it, just in case, see if we meet him along the way. A sound idea. I agree. Speaking of, Simon, you push that door. Yeah, so, okay. Having having taken a moment to gather my senses, two questions. One, does the door open in or out? Definitely in. Okay, so I will trim a bit of the hem of my coat, like a longer strip of it, um, and I'm going to tuck it into the door and then pull it shut. Mm, okay. I'm staying on the outside, not going in there, but I'm going to try to tuck it away so that it wouldn't necessarily be obvious if it fell, but I want to be able to see it, so probably be like near-ish to the ground without, you know, much sticking out. Sure, that makes sense. And, um, I'm getting the hell out of here. So you're opening the door, you're putting in a bit of your jacket, and then you're exiting stage right? Oh, right was the way I came in. So, yes. So yes, I I will leave the same way that I came, as I'm at least a little bit familiar with that path. And I don't have to go wandering into any uh, unexplored territory. Okay, go ahead and make me a stealth roll. Come on, Simon. <sighs> yeah, I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't get caught here. So I will be spending ten points of luck to make that in a seventy-five, and I will barely keep my senses about me. I will swear at myself for every twig snap, and every uncertain foot pacement, and. Um, I will thank the high heavens for the fact that the windows are eight feet above the ground. (laughs) You uh, move, probably for yourself, far faster than you had wanted to. Mm -hmm, Sure. But you do manage to get back towards the front of of Plum Castle, and then at that point you basically ferret your way back down the long and winding road uh, back towards the village. Once I'm comfortable with my distance... I'm running as fast as my feet will carry me. I will allow my loss of sanity to fuel my feet. Well, uh, sanity loss doesn't increase movement rate, unfortunately. <laughs> That's fine. But I'm passionate about it, though. It, increase, it increases movement motivation, though. Does it increase my constitution <laughs> temporarily? <laughs> no, Focus unfortunately on my not. <laughs> okay. Um, so the nice part about this is within probably four or five minutes... Lawrence and the doctor run into, not quite literally, but they see Simon running back their way. I continue running. If I see them, I run at them. Okay. And as soon as I think they can hear me, I'm going to wave my arms frantically and say, go back down the ground. And I will keep waving. And like, I'll, I'll, if I, if I'm running past them, I will grab the nearest one by the jacket and, and pull them. It won't be the doctor, because that's me. He's got a cane. I'll grab Lawrence. <laughs> and, I will pull, and I will pull him along. He seems pretty sure about this. I'll follow him. <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. And I'm going to do I'm going to run until I feel safer. You find yourself in front of the laughing horse inn. Okay, I collapse. <laughs> I you were going to say you find yourself in outer London. <laughs> <laughs> I find yourself at the car. Um, 
Yeah, I'll, I'll allow myself to collapse in front of the doctor and just try to catch my breath. Doctor, your your, uh, your newest patient is definitely fraught. <sighs> Kneel down next to him, check his pulse, check his <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Tell me what happened. <laughs> Calm down, calm down. I listen to the EDM in my heart. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> I'm going to keep my eyes and ears out. Tell me what happened. Uh, uh, should, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just kind of vaguely gesture toward the door and like try to get to my feet and stumble in. Give him what little help I can. You stumble in to see Lillian. Um, so... I'll move the camera for a second. Jack, when you went out for your walk, mm-hmm. um, where did you, did you end up going when you, when you went towards the castle, did you go up the ramp to the castle or did you go around the longer road? I probably would have gone along the wrong, longer road. So what I'll have you do when you ferret along that road is I'll have you make uh, a spot hidden Oh, that'd be a terrible, terrible roll. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes, 99 over 92 is bad. You keep walking. You use the moonlight as a wonderful spotlight on all of the village roads. And uh, you get a really good look at the castle in the moonlight, and you see the sheer cliffs that uh, that it sits on top of. I mean, it's it's almost 200 feet straight up. Uh, and you almost admire its defensible point. It's not really necessary now, but I'm sure at one time this was a pretty uh, stout fortress. Uh, you can imagine that back hundreds of years ago, this castle would have been probably a one of several in the uh, in the line here in the north that would have served. Well, uh, not seeing Simone, I guess I will continue uh, looking around because I know he's out here somewhere indeed why don't you make me a listen no no terrible listen roll it's not something you hear or something you see it really becomes something you smell unfortunately by the time you smell it you feel it as well you feel the wind rush over your head and it nearly spins you around. You've been in a ton of different scrapes in your career. You know when you're about to get sucker punched. You're not sure how they missed you, but whatever just swung at you missed and missed bad. Okay, I will make a... uh... Basically, I will roll out of the way because I don't want to continue standing wherever the heck I'm at if something just swung and missed me. Uh, you you move out of the way. You probably not pirouette, but you sidestep and you get into line of a tree, and that's really when uh, you see it in the hedge. This massive body, upper body, and a face that is a bit indiscernible but you can tell that it has a mangled front face and just nasty sharp teeth and that's when it lets rip 
this howl in front of your face. Uh, and then you Sandy. Well, that is a successful Sandy roll. Uh, you stare the howl in the face, and you somehow retain control over your muscles. They still continue to function for you. Those of you back at the Laughing Horse Inn hear yet another howl. I probably, if we're, are we inside? Is And is the door shut? If not, I'm going to slam it shut and look at the group, I guess, and everybody else that's inside. The, uh, the bartender looks at you in a very strange way. You're all right. I'm going to come downstairs. Was the, the, the wind? Do I know that Jack is outside? Uh, no, to answer your question, Sigmund, you do not know Jack's outside. Okay. Uh, pardon me, uh, I, I did not mean to cause a stare. Um, if you'll excuse me, I uh, should probably find a place to lie down. It has been a bit of a long night. You come downstairs, Maeve. Is everyone there? No. You don't see Jack. Where's Where's Jack? That's an excellent question. Mr. Doyle, what's your dexterity? 60. 60. All right. It is going to take another swing at you. I will attempt to dodge, I think. That is an excellent idea. You could also you could also fight back if you wanted to. Well, I'm just trying to get far enough away so I can pull a gun. Okay. Yeah, you managed to hurl yourself to the left side. You're in uh, not a thicket of trees, but there's a bit of a... There's a few trees around you here, and then um, a hedge that runs uh, along the, the path you were walking on. But you move far enough away with this dodge roll that you manage to... You feel like you've got space to get your gun out. And then I am going to unload... Okay. Not with that roll. That one will hit. Mm-hmm. And that one will miss. Okay, so just one shot. Okay, go ahead and roll damage. Okay. Uh, you fire off a shot, and you see uh, it take the bullet somewhere in its upper body. It growls in response. <laughs> For those of you at the end, you hear three successive pistol shots in the distance. I think we figured out where Jack is. Oh, milled. Out the door. Yeah, pretty much. Actually, I'm staying at the inn. I've already went out there once, and my hip is starting to hurt pretty bad, so I'll wait for them to come back. Anybody else staying with the doctor? I am. I am. I buy us around. Yeah. <laughs> I'll actually drink. <laughs> oh, wow. Nobody inside the inn reacts to gunshots? They, they do. We will get to it in a minute, Lawrence. So, it leaps at you, Jack. Mm-hmm. From its crouch position. I dodge. Oh, no. That is a hard success for it. And that is not a hard success for me. No, it is not. 
I don't love birthday dice. <laughs> no, no, you uh, do not. <laughs> uh, so that's three damage, and it will swipe at you again. It comes in close to you, and you can feel its clawed hands rake across your clothing, and it digs into the flesh of your chest, and your brain explodes a bit as nerve endings are immediately set on fire. When it does this, it has enough force to not only knock you back, but to lean its upper body forward and snap at you with its mouth. Which it does not connect on. So the snap of its jaws give you a real up-close and personal smell of the baleful odor that exists in its mouth. Back at the bar, as the pistol shots ring out and you begin, those of you who leave, begin moving back out, uh, you can see that the the innkeeper here is alarmed. And so are several of the other people here just trying to have a good drink uh, on a night. What is what is going on? You see several of them pile outside with the rest of the, the uh, investigators who went out. Jack, if you'd like to act, you can. All right, I will continue to fire because, you know, so I, got, I don't got many other... Uh, oper- oh. That's a hard success. 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 Those of you who are at the bar, if you'd like to make a spot hidden roll, uh, go ahead and... Actually, a listen roll for the gunshots to give you directions. So, yeah, give me a listen roll for the gunshot. All right. Nope. Ooh, 13 out of 20. 20 out of 70? Four under 68. Extreme success, baby. Oh, my those God. Of you, those of you who made your uh, listen rolls know that they are directly coming from Castle Plum. Okay. So you know that's the direction of the gunfire. Uh, Jack, if you'd like to roll damage, you can. Uh, that'll be six on the first shot, four on the second, and five on the third. You fire off three successive shots, and you feel each one that comes out give a reasonable recoil through your hand. You feel it vibrate all the way up your shoulder. This creature takes each one and seems to stagger backward. And just when you thought it might move to raise its hand to claw at you again, it turns and leaps into the hedge to your right. Well, I am going to waste no time in getting the F out of there. Back at the bar, I look at Maeve. I certainly hope he killed it. He's out of shots now. I just know that I'm no good out there, so all we can do is sit here and wait. (laughs) I tink her glass with mine before drinking the rest of it. <laughs> so uh, those of you on the path making your way towards the uh, towards the castle down that way uh, are also joined by several villagers and it isn't long until you see a bloodied pistol smoke covered Jack Doyle uh, make his way back towards the village. Grab Jack very quickly. I assume I see blood. Oh, yeah, unmistakably. What happened, Jack? That's no goddamn wolf or dog. That's what happened. I will uh, direct Simon to uh, tuck under the other arm, and we will 
<laughs> and we will hustle him to the doctor with all available speed. Yeah, you're 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 getting pretty well pretty well covered in your own blood now, Jack. Oh, that's good. The villagers who are here obviously react to Jack's wounds, and uh, they look frightened. Mike, after I finish my drink, I go upstairs and grab my doctor bag and head back downstairs, kind of sensing the fact that it's going to be necessary at least once this evening. Miss O'Shea, you finish your drink far sooner than you normally would. (laughs) And uh, I will prepare to help the doctor. Like, help him get his stuff out, help him, you know. Simone, where are you running to? Oh, no, I would... So, I was um, helping Jack get back and just kind of covering our exit. Um, making sure that nothing was behind us, I guess. Assuming that he saw what I saw. Simone, I'm uh, I'm glad you made it back. I did. You came looking for me. Of course I came looking for you. I heard, I heard the owls. I knew you were out here, so I went looking. Thank you. I told you I would be back in the morning. Come on. I'll, um, I will attempt to, is he still holding his pistol in his hand? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, gesticulating with it? I, I will, um, either help him holster it or, like, gently take it from his hand and reassure him that he's okay. You think I'm going to holster this pistol at this moment? You're out of your damn mind. <laughs> should be a, you should put Joshua on your wound. You guys get him into the inn. You see Sigmund has already begun preparing, along with Miss O'Shea, some uh, wraps and stuff like that. <clears throat> are we are we doing this in the in the bar, or are we taking it upstairs? Well, it, I don't know. There's a table right here. Right. I, that's right. kind of that my thought. This is an old English pub. This is not the first time somebody has had their wounds patched up in a chair here. Okay, come on, dice. Alright, I will go ahead and spend the uh what, five luck to Yep. To make that normal. Okay. So you staunch the bleeding over a little bit of time. And uh Jake, you heal a single hit point. Oh boy. Yep. I have a blue jay peck out the wound. <laughs> I'm guessing that the uh, the locals are making their way back. Are they, are they following us back, or did they? No, no, they went to their homes. It looked like. Oh, okay. They're scared to death. Okay, I didn't know if they came out with like if they followed us out to where we met up with um, Doyle yeah, or based- whether. Okay. Yeah. So, sorry. Basically, the the those of them who were in the village that headed out with you got close enough to see you kind of recover Jack, and then once they saw he had a pistol in his hand and he was bleeding all over the place, they fled. Okay. You uh, you hear a stern voice uh, in the uh, in the inn speak up. What's the meaning of this? Those of you who are paying attention see Constable Turnbull uh, in the uh, open doorway. What's going on? One of our plans was attacked. Yeah, it appears uh, your dog isn't dead. Either that or the ghosts here are more lively than I thought. 
I would at least hope that uh, Monsieur Doyle wounded it. Well, I put four rounds in him, so I think it's wounded, but it certainly isn't dead. Well, uh, I would say that maybe you are uh, among the proud few, those who have survived an attack, no? Yeah. I'm going to get Jack a drink, <laughs> something something stiff and brown. Oh, there's um. Phrasing? The are we doing that? <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Oh. Um, the uh, the innkeeper is more than happy to pour a liberal uh, amount for Jack. I drank uh, the first one and I put the glass back on the top. <laughs> one for me, <laughs> pours one another. For Jack. Two, three, 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 <laughs> one for Jack. Uh, oh, that feels. That goes right to the hips. All right, I swagger back over to Jack and I slap it in his hand. Thank you. Well, I would uh, say perhaps you distracting this thing uh, allowed me to return safely, so the least I can do. How's the wound look? Sorry. I'm a, uh, yeah, I was saying, I'm examining the wound. First of all, how bad is it? It's fairly deep, uh, although it is not, it's not so much that the wound is massive. It's that whatever cut him was exceedingly sharp and it's it's pretty clear to you as a doctor that this is some sort of it has to be some sort of animal because this is there's definite claw patterns how many claws does it have well it connected with three so in my reading he could potentially turn into one correct if i think it's a werewolf yeah it's reasonable to assume that he could turn into one awesome I'm not saying anything to anybody yet, because, you know, now is not the time. I mean... In front of the innkeep? <laughs> That's totally your call. No. You are the uh, person with that sort of knowledge. So. Not the right time. Never the right time. <laughs> that, that is true, but discretion. Is it just us, the innkeeper, and now the constable? Yeah, and the constable's probably approached a little bit closer to, uh, to, to Doyle, and he says... Uh, I'll need you to give me a statement of what you saw and heard. Can you not see that our man is wounded? You can wait until the morning. And I put myself between like the constable and Doyle. He probably swells a bit at your uh, attempt to get in his way. He looks you. He, he's a, a rather tall man. He's also a rather wide man. Sure. He looks down at you and says, if your man's hurt, but breathing, I expect to speak with him in the morning. Do you understand? We will have many questions for you as well. Put on, put on your stupid dog. Turn he back turns around. around and <laughs> <laughs> he walks out. I say good day. And that is a perfect time for us to call this episode. So I want to thank everybody uh, who's helped make this episode fun and enjoyable. Hopefully you're enjoying our romp through England. I have a uh, special thank that I have to uh, give out to folks. Uh, and we had a new backer this week. Uh, actually, we had technically, we got a backer during the show. So I'm going to just kind of uh, kill two birds with one stone, so to speak. So <clears throat> this backer specifically backed us earlier in the week. Uh, and uh, his name is Rick. So Rick from Falls Church, we appreciate it. Uh, Rick said that he backed our patron because we help him get through I guess early morning drives or, or maybe uh, I can only imagine traffic <laughs> in and around the area. So uh, we greatly appreciate 
you're backing us. Hopefully you will join Rick and our friend of the show, Silas, has decided to also back the Patreon as well. So we greatly appreciate uh, his support as well. So uh, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode and seeing what happens to uh, the fallout for our, uh, our investigating crew. So have a good night, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon.